On this episode of the Dudes and Dads podcast, we are talking with Taylor Brown, a public speaker who travels the country and has made specific choices to keep his family first. You're listening to the Dudes and Dads podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dudes and dads by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMott and Andy Lehman. Well, here we are, Andy. Uh, tonight's episode dedicated to all of those that are uh, in the midst of this uh, pandemic, a global pandemic. We can't, uh, we're not doctors, we don't have any sort of official uh, medical degrees, but I'm just going to say that we are a minor and temporary uh, cure for whatever is ailing you. Uh, Hey, welcome to the Dudes and Dads podcast, guys. So glad to have each and every one of you uh, joining us uh, today, and uh, very, very excited about our guest, Taylor Brown, coming up here in just a second, but uh, before that, Andy. What's brewing, what's brewing? Well, Joel, I'm going to say that you introduced me to a whole new way to brew coffee tonight. Oh, we introduced you to the AeroPress. Uh, Fellow coffee snobs, you know what I'm talking about when I say the AeroPress brings a new level of uh, DIY, and yet it's a DIY, it's a sophisticated DIY approach, is what I would say. Uh, It's, uh, it, they claim it takes a like it's like one fifth. It takes all the bitterness out. It really smoothens up the smoothens smoothens. I don't know. It makes for a smooth, cup a, of co- yeah. a smooth cup of coffee anyway. And uh, so we're uh, yeah, we're just uh, enjoying some uh, refinery house blend local roaster here in town. Um, and we uh, it's just it's just a all around good cup of coffee. So we're enjoying it. Besides that, Andy, though, let's just remember you recently returned from from Florida. How was that? Nice and sunny. Nice and sunny. Andy came back with a little bit of a sunburn. Uh, uh, yeah, I did. You, you, you got I, I some did. sun. I did. I got a lot of sun. It was nice. The time away with my wife was beautiful, though. That's great. Just the two of us. We hadn't had gone on vacation, just the two of us in a long time. So mm-hmm. it was well worth it. And yep. re- I re- felt recharged and ready to hang out with my kids again. That's beautiful. And uh, yeah, the, the coronavirus almost ruined your trip oh boy yeah i was supposed to go for a for a conference for work and that got canceled but julie and i said hey we're going to continue to go anyways and we did you hammered down you 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 well yeah you uh you overcame many obstacles and so we're, we're so glad to have you back but we're glad that you got that time away uh i myself have just been uh soaking in the lack of sun here in northern indiana while you were away and let me tell you andy it's as terrible as it sounds. So, um, yeah, March is March is a is a difficult one. Uh, but guys, uh, thanks again to everybody that's joining us. We want to say thanks again to our supporters, all those good Patreon people. Uh, you guys are the best. We're grateful for your support, and uh, we're just keeping on rocking these shows. Uh, the The guests are as good as ever, and um, and definitely this evening uh no exception so without uh, further ado hey guys we want to uh just say uh, a big welcome to our good friend uh taylor brown before taylor really dives into the beautiful thing that is his story and and really who he is because taylor is a newfound friend of mine well and andy's and, too yeah, we, yeah, absolutely. we, andy we and met I, him just a few weeks ago yeah i met him just a, a few weeks month ago. ago time is flying by but uh, taylor brown uh he's a speaker and writer specializing in creatively and I would emphasize the word creatively, communicating the gospel to audiences of all ages. Uh, he has served as a youth pastor and preacher in the fine state, in the volunteer state of Tennessee, before serving eight years as the director of programming for Christ in Youth, or CIY, as some of you may know it, um, as their junior high mix, uh, was their programming director of programming for, yeah, for Christ in Youth Junior High Mix Conference. He is currently a contributing writer to for CIY's worker films, which he tells me are kind of these global films about uh, major social issue awareness and things. I am fascinated. I'll be honest with you. I don't know anything about them, but I'm going to check them out for sure. Uh, and he also does check this out, Andy. He does corporate trainings with the use of improv. He's got he's in this, this siblings improv group. 
Um, man, he's a real, we'll, we'll he's a real into, renaissance man is what he is. Right, he's a well, real welcome, renaissance man. Welcome to the show. Taylor, Taylor, welcome to the show. Hey, how's, how's everybody doing? We're doing good. Uh, what we, what we haven't disclosed is that, uh, Taylor is coming to us, uh, live. Are you, you're looking at the kitchen and are you in the kitchen there? I'm right here. In Taylor, the Taylor, is that a Cuisinart, uh, coffee grinder behind you? Yeah. Do you see how I do you see how I saw that? Like it's it's the same one I have. That's why I'm like this man. This man knows he's got his own coffee. He knows knows what's up. Yeah. Well, you know, you're your coffee. So I feel like I I bought like uh, the band's T-shirt that I only know their hits. Gotcha. Uh, (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, guys, as we said, uh, we met Taylor uh, yet again. Another Bear Lake Bible Camp connection. Uh, Taylor did, uh, was the, uh, was the speaker for our middle school winter retreat. And, uh, I've already told this to him, this to his face, but he did a fantastic job. And the fact that he engaged a group of middle school students, it was just amazing. Oh my gosh. I, I don't want to say Pied Piper has some unfortunate context to it, but they were, they were following him. That's wherever, whatever he was going. I, that is a dangerous analogy <laughs> isn't it I, it comes out of my mouth and i'm like i just feel like there's there's something wrong with this but you know what we'll, <laughs> we'll go with it we'll go with it so uh taylor uh, there, there's a few things we want to get to tonight um what what just several things in our conversation that really impressed me with um well some pretty serious life events that have unfolded in the last i mean not too long some big life decisions that you've right. made uh, so we definitely want to touch on that but we just want to kind of hear we want to hear your story. How did you get to this wait, day? Wait, 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 wait. wait what? Start with the dad's dads. The dad, the dance dance. Dad's oh, dads. thank you. That's, Tell us about you, your yeah. wife, how many kids you've got, what that looks like. Yeah. So yeah, all that good stuff. And then we'll get into your, your deep, dark secrets. Okay. So, so dad's dads is just, just the, your wife, your kids, kids yeah. uh, how long you've been married, all that. And then yeah. any, 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 any gushy details you want to offer up to about uh, how wonderful your wife is or anything like that. I mean, just whatever, you know, it's your chance to, to play in a big sandbox. I'm happy to do that. I like to find all the edges of the sandbox first. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I've been married since uh, 2013. Um, we have two little girls, uh, three and a half year old Gwendolyn. And about to be seven month old, Amaya, uh, which means I don't sleep just ever. I never sleep. <laughs> and uh, uh, my wife is Shaylee. Um, she she's a realtor here in the Southwest Missouri area. And uh, I'll, I'll, gushy details. I'll tell you what I told her dad when I asked if I could marry her. I said the most attractive thing about her is her confidence and you gave her that. So can I please uh, thank you for that? And can I marry her? Well done. uh, Well done. Yes. And and now there are a lot of attractive things about her. I should say. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Confidence is at the top of the list. I I love her to death. That's awesome. And that's good. Good, good. So good living. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Taylor. You, so you're in the you are in the you are in Joplin, good old Joplin, Missouri. Joplin, Missouri. Uh, That's it. Yeah, which we're we're already we're already trying to figure out how we can rendezvous with uh, rendezvous with Taylor this uh, this summer. So mm-hmm. we're we're gonna we're gonna make. I've never been to Missouri, Taylor. So what? It's the show really? me state, is it not? It is, and it's like the only way to get anywhere else. Right. It's like you have, and that's basically what Missouri is. It's like. Uh, what you go through as but, you go somewhere uh, else. Ind- Indiana is literally called the crossroads of America. So we share that, that phenomenon. Uh, <laughs> cro- we have the, the gateway. Yeah. We yeah. The gateway. Yeah. It's like, they're like, Oh, gateway's already taken. We'll be the crossroads. That'll, <laughs> that'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. We're just the, the gate you walk through <laughs> to get to, I guess, Kansas. I don't know. That, that seems deceiving. Um, that does. Uh, so Taylor, tell me, uh, life growing up, uh, just kind of your story mm. of, of life. Uh, yeah. How, how did you become you? Sure. Uh, so, uh, Todd Brown fell deeply in love with Karen Brown. And, uh, when a man loves a woman, very much, uh, yes. Uh, 
a Taylor is born. And uh, I was born in 84. It was a good year, right, Joel? Amen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, grew up in a preacher's home. Uh, my, my dad, actually, I'm third generation preacher. My grandfather was a preacher. My dad was a preacher. And now, now I, I preach. So I grew up a preacher's kid, which if you know anything about preacher kids, uh, we are the ones to look out for. And, uh, I was, uh, I, I really love Jesus. I always have always wanted to, but also just wanted to burn some stuff down. And so I, I had this dual personality growing up of like, yeah, I want to be like my dad and love Jesus and love people, but I also want to get in some trouble. And, uh, that followed me for a while. Uh, went to Bible college and, uh, got to know Jesus even more there. Saw some other people who really loved him, got into ministry, uh, youth ministry, and then was a teacher at a church plant. Uh, wasn't the teacher. I was on the teaching team at a church plant in Knoxville, Tennessee. And then my story takes a hard, hard left turn. That desire to always burn something down started to uh, grow over the desire to be like Jesus. And and I, I went through a, my mid twenties really marked by like and foolishness and chaos. And just, I was, I was, I was, and uh, I won't give you all the boring details, but unless you want to, but Jesus, Jesus, and I, I finally got to where I said, Jesus, I don't even know what I want in life. I'll do what you want me to do. Yeah. And long story short, ended up in Joppa, Missouri, programming a junior high event, met my wife, have lovely daughters. And it's because Jesus pretty much squeezed the life out of me until I said mercy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, that's the long and short of it right there. Yeah. So, um, and I always, uh, I'm always intrigued by, I mean, yeah, the, the whole preacher's kid stigma, believe me. I mean, I know you're th- maybe my boys now is there, you know, my two eldest are nine and 10 and I'm now thinking of like, Oh, pastor's kids. Uh, this is new. Yeah, territory. You got them. Yeah. New territory. And how, um, and, and anyone, Taylor, you'll appreciate this. Uh, Bob Tissett, who up until a couple of years ago was the uh, CEO at Bear Lake, uh, for, served mm-hmm. that, in that role for 29 years. One thing he all yeah. he's, he, he served as my spiritual director for quite some time. Good friend. And one thing he told me and he would he would have he had a, a, a community of people praying for mm-hmm. his kids. And he said, here's one prayer. Yeah. I just want you to pray that they would never become embittered toward the ministry. And, Mm. and I'm, and I think that's become, what do you think? Like, what do you think about that? Like in your own experience, uh, how, uh, what is, yeah. What does that mean for you? Sorry, Alexa is talking to you. Uh, it's good. She's going to say it one more time. I've set a reminder. What is it telling me to do? Here's my reminder. Oh yeah. I got to email somebody. So anyway, sorry. I said, uh, uh, so man, that, that, uh, speaks to my soul. I, um, man, my dad went through a church split as an elder of a church. I have, I know people who went from like being the biggest fans of my dad to getting in his face and yelling at him and telling him he should be fired. When I was 17, I got in my little Isuzu pup 83 green truck and drove to my friend, my mentor's house, Gary, and put my feet in his pool and said, man, I just don't know about all this church stuff. People are so mean to my dad and I want to protect my dad. And I'm so mad at everybody because of the way they treat my dad. What I didn't realize is that I was cool with the one relationship that mattered that, that I was still supporting my dad. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think, I think what, what saved me was I saw my dad love people unconditionally, even though it was hard, but also he did in an authentic way. He wasn't like fake about it. He talked about how it was difficult. He acknowledged that it was difficult, but I saw him lean in and just love him in any way. And so that inspired me. And, and, uh, And then I saw my dad be real. Like when my dad preached, it was the same guy that was at home with me. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, yep. And that was the biggest deal. Right. So like the church is full of jerks. Right. But, <laughs> and I'm one of them. Yes. hundred percent. We're all guilty. We, we got, we got to know that. Like if we're surprised by that, then we need to mature. Yeah. Uh, the church is full of jerks, but my dad showed me that is the ministry. The ministry is loving jerks. That's Jesus was nailed on a cross and said, Father, forgive them. Right. Um, so man, we're off to the races. I like this guy's. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so I think, I think it is all about the relationship they have with you, man. And now talk to me in 18 years and I'll let you know how my daughter's hundred percent. Well, and I, and that's, I just, I want, uh, and Andy, I mean, Andy's kid, I mean, Andy's a, Andy's a middle school leader. Andy's kids are, are in church, church stuff all the time. They're and you know, and I is, uh, yeah, they're around church people all the time. And I'm just always thinking like, man, I really, really hope that what's being planted in them is a sense of, man, this is a community of people that are full of grace and truth mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and that they, that they see that doggone it that Christians at least are in some way different from the, from the way the rest of the world interacts with well, each and other. Well, I think you nailed it there, Taylor, when you said, you know, you saw your dad be the same at home as he was at church, you know, and I think that that's an important right. thing too. So those people that are, you know, he's, he's not any different. And I think that's important. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had his weaknesses that the church knew about and I knew about, and he had his strengths that mm-hmm. both knew about as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is, uh, uh, dad's still around are they near are they still in ministry still uh, still doing wonderful and going through a building campaign and just shaking it up he, he's he's a different breed now let me let me talk about the flip side of my dad is he, it uh it comes naturally to him his temperament is to have someone yell in his face and just be calm about it Ooh. let me talk about mm-hmm. let me talk Ooh. about the struggle of that being his son, which he did not put this on me. He's very accepting of me and my temperament and my personality, but I don't have that temperament. Mm-hmm. I'm, I had a temper growing up and I have it now. And the Holy spirit is doing work in me about my, my temper. So the other thing about being a preacher's kid is thinking I'm supposed to be like him as a preacher mm-hmm. and I'm yep. not, I'm supposed to be Taylor as a preacher. Amen. And that's been a big, str- a big struggle yep. in my life is realizing like, Oh, I don't have that temperament. I'm going to have to struggle. And my daughters are going to have to see me be real in a totally different way than I saw him be real. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. so there's the other side of it, right. Is, yeah. is, uh, being inspired by him, but also realizing like, Oh, I got to still find my own way. Ugh. Right. Right. There's no shortcuts here. Yeah. Zero shortcuts and zero, zero manuals as, as well. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, and I really identify that with that, like as, uh, you know, as I, as you know, Taylor with you and I, our, our lives kind of intersect in what we do in, in certain ways. And I, I just mm-hmm. know, you know, my father spent uh, and rightfully so my father spent a long time trying to talk me out of going into ministry, but once it went and it was not in a negative way, it was just like, if you can do anything else, do it right. 110%. If you can do anything else, do it. But then I will always remember the great, the great conversation I had with him. I was really, really struggling with call. And he just said, you put your hand to the plow and you do not look back. So this is the, this is your thing. Get after it. And that was, that was such, such a permission giving thing to me. Uh, for a father who had, um, you know, had gone to Bible college, he had, he himself had done that, had done some seminary, but then was in, uh, he was in the marketplace and he's been, you know, he's been in, uh, he's a production engineer, you know, he's a manufacturing engineer Mm. to this day. And, uh, Mm. I just, I think, yeah, I think, okay, how do I, it was this moment where like, okay, now I'm on my, there's a path for me. I'm on my own path and it's not what my dad did, you know? And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, so w- when we step Man, out as that. men as, yeah. and do that, that's like, that's like, that's a scary, that's a scary <laughs> Absolutely. moment. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not just my dad. I love that. Put your hand to the plow. Don't look back. We're, we're millennials, right? Like we're old millennials. Yep. We're like on the very, yeah. Very Andy, so here's I'm, the deal. Andy technically is a very, very, uh, it would be, what would you be a young, you'd be a young Gen Xer technically. Right. Like I was born in 79. Okay. So yeah. So Andy, oh, man, Andy, Andy, right Andy doesn't care right. about anything. He doesn't care about anything. <laughs> you're a Missouri. You're, you're just like, we're passing through to get to the next generation. 
you're Indiana. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so, so millennials, everybody hates on millennials and it, and, and I don't get it personally offended by it. I just think it's silly because every generation makes fun of the younger generation. But, right. Uh, we millennials do have something we can learn from just that old school, put your hand to the plow or like my dad just saying, well, they yelled at me and they're mad at me and it doesn't feel good, but I'm called to be here. So I'm just going to do it. Right. Right. Yep. That, 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 that attitude of the older generations is something that I don't think we need to uh, emulate a hundred percent. There's some really good questions millennials ask, right? Yep. But there's something in this backbone of older generations that I, I hope I can grow into a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But so, so you've, you've done the crazy work of being a youth pastor, obviously, and a preacher and you're still, and you're still very much in that preaching role. I mean, I would say a hundred percent, I've heard you preach it and mm-hmm. have, oh my gosh, loved every bit. And I'll be honest with you. I have, uh, your message on the Holy spirit while we were there, I have, I'm just going to say I've stolen some of this material. I have just said, uh, yeah, I heard what you said and I was like, uh, one of our, one of our associates, we were, he was doing a message on, on the role of the Holy spirit within community. And I said, I said, uh, Sebastiano, which is his name. Wasn't that great? Isn't that we? That's a, that's yeah. a great name. Isn't that's it? a strong name. So it's just yeah. really attractive too. Um, and uh, <laughs> he, I said, I said, dude, I just, I just heard this message. And before you write anything else, I just need to tell you what I heard. And then, and so we were, he, we, we were li- literally driving between two meetings, he and I, and I just like kind of unlaid it on him. And he goes, he just, and so Taylor, this is what I want to say, just as encouragement to you. You never know where your words are going to go, right? Like you just never know how far they're going to reach. Sure, yeah. He's literally driving along and he goes, he goes, man, this is good stuff. I'm writing this all down when I get back to the office. And, uh, it, it was a significant impact on, on, uh, on his message that, you know, that he preached to, you know, 450 people the following Sunday. So dude, uh, man, just God's, I love just God's using your gift, man. He, uh, he, he, yeah. So, you know, I just want to, and, and that's, that's the, that should be the church, right? Right. Like, uh, if it's all community and relational, it should be just like, uh, well, you know what my brother told me, Yeah, you know, right. Uh, right. my older brother or yeah. my younger brother does it this way and, uh, yep. thinks I respect him and we yep. should just be stealing each other's stuff. Yep. And, uh, cause it's not our stuff. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. And if you, if so, you, yeah. if you didn't learn to, if you didn't learn to steal that way, if you're in youth ministry, <laughs> you've definitely learned to steal other people's stuff. Oh, uh, I'm no, always, I'm, I'm always looking for the, the smarter youth pastor out there, you know, who's got, who's got right, good stuff. Right. But I stole, I probably stole 75% of that sermon. Uh, beautiful. So. See, yeah, we, we actually it's don't even fast. know where, it, we don't even know where right, it came from right. really. The original. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So, so uh, um, Andy, did you have a question? No, go ahead. Taylor. Go ahead. Uh, so this, uh, this director of programming for CIY dude, eight yeah. years. What, what did that include? What was that like for you? Yeah. So if you don't, if you aren't familiar with CIY, uh, even though I'm no longer there, I will sing CIY's praises. It's, sure. it's a, it's a really great event for students. Uh, I should clarify CIY is the parent nonprofit organization and under CIY's umbrella, they have multiple events. So there's a preteen event uh, that happens during the school year. There's a high school event that happens in the summer, a junior high event that happens in the summer. I was the program director for the junior high event, which means the the content of that event, which the programming, right. uh, Of that event. And if you're not in church world, you're like, so what that's software development. Uh, (laughs) No, if you're in church world, you understand programming is like what happens on stage, what happens in small groups, what happens on the screens. I I was the director over that. I led a team of people in developing that content, a team of people that made me look way better than I am. And, uh, uh, so yeah, so we, we tried to engage for eight years. We tried to engage six, seventh and eighth graders in any way possible to understand Jesus, understand God's word. Our sessions were an hour and a half, and we just realized you can't just do worship in a sermon. You gotta, you gotta keep it moving. And so every few minutes, the program changed. There was drama. There were interactive moments. There were games. There were teachers, videos. Um, and, and I just had, I, man, I got to work around some of the most creative people I've ever met who made me a whole lot better and taught me how to communicate God's word. And so you, you made the choice after a while uh, mm-hmm. that 
you were going to do something else. So, yeah, tell us about that. How did that happen? And tell us what that was. Yeah. Okay. So uh, when I it, it starts at it starts with starting at CIY. Uh, my twenties, like I said, I, I kind of lived selfishly for a little bit. I floated. I tried some things. When I moved to Joplin, it, it was a God thing. And I decided I'm going to be here at least seven years. I'm not going to. And that just helped me not look for the next best thing or ne- not the greener pasture. Seven mm-hmm. years is enough time to get disillusioned, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I, I said seven years, no matter what. And so uh, when seven years hit, I just started praying. And, and my wife and I, we prayed for a year. And, and there were times in that year where I really thought, oh, I'm staying at CIY. I think I may die at my desk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then there were times I thought we're going to become a missionary. We're going to start a church. We're going to, and then I read, I don't know if you all read any Henri Nouwen. Um, uh, and the name of Jesus is a book that mm-hmm. he's written. Good old Nouwen. Uh, for your, for your listeners, listen, read that book. Um, we'll put that in the show notes. We're going to put it in the show notes. Yeah. Good lands. It's like I read it in a night. It's super, and I'm not a fast reader, but he talks about what true leadership is. And if you don't know now, and he was like an academia, the guy, right? Like upward movement in a career. And then he left it all to become a priest at a home for people with special needs and uh, gave up all the, you know, the trappings of, of what, what he had earned. So uh, in that, I read that book one night and just got punched in the gut and realized God is talking to me about my, my family. Uh, I always think too big. And sometimes that's a strength. Sometimes it's a weakness, right? But uh, I, I can talk to you a little bit about my, my wife's journey in this too. But, but to condense this part of it is my wife uh, has a passion to work. I can talk more about that if you want to. But sure. she was a great stay-at-home mom she had a passion to work. I realized like, what, how could I serve her? What if she worked? What if I stayed home with the girls? And then what if, could I still do a little bit of what I'm good at? Could Mm -hmm. I still travel and speak? But, but that (laughs) honestly be more the side gig. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'd be a stay at home dad. So that's what I'm doing. I'm doing kind of stay at home dad thing and, and then traveling and speaking about 90 days a year, which there's significance to that number two. But uh, and then my wife is working and, and she's happy and I'm potty training girls. <laughs> <laughs> so, respect, uh, so yeah. respect. <laughs> so yeah, that, I, I made that decision and, and uh, stepped away and it was scary. But uh, when, when did that transition happen? How long, how far are you out from that? Yeah. So August, the end of August uh, was my last day in the office. Uh, I told them I was resigning in, around this almost this time last year, maybe it was maybe like April Okay. and then had my last summer and then stepped out in August. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit. You mentioned the significance of the 90 days. Talk to us about that. What, what's that? How how did you come up with 90 days? So, so I say it's significant. It's actually a little bit arbitrary, but uh, it's concrete. So, so this is what I mean by that. Okay. We, I kind of thought through, okay, well, how much could I charge on average? This is all getting into nuts and bolts, but like how much could I charge on average for a speaking event? How many days is the average speaking event? Let's say it's a youth retreat weekend. Mm -hmm. Usually I'm gone Friday to Sunday. Um, So, and now I'm suddenly the secondary income. My wife is a realtor and she's really good at it. And I have a ministry degree. (laughs) So uh, preach uh, pretty fast that I became not the breadwinner. So, so I, uh, we, we landed on 90 days, but that's 90 travel days. That's not 90 speaking engagements. Mm -hmm. That's not 90 paychecks that is 90 days away from my family. I was traveling 75 days, uh, with CIY. So I only increased it 15 to then have the other 200 and however many days I'm bad at math <laughs> just to be at home dead. Yeah. And so 90 days is, is a bit to travel. It's not the most right, but it's a bit for some people, Yeah, but that's it. And, and th- those are pretty much 90 working days. And then, and then I'm doing the stay at home dad thing. Uh, and it, it becomes, man, it becomes a challenge to fight for those 90 days uh, because that one more speaking engagement comes in. Right. It'll be 93, 93 days. I, hey, that's close, right? 
but luckily my wife and I can talk through that and have some pretty honest conversations with each other and hold each other to that 90 day commitment. Yeah. Um, so you, you, you left though, this, like the things that you were doing with CIY, I mean, like you said, it was, I mean, that's, that's a dream job in a lot of ways. It is. It was. Yeah. And it is. Yeah. And you said, I'm, I'm going to step out into the world of contractor, self-employed, all of that. Mm. Um, how stressful was that? Pretty, pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, So, um, going back a little bit to the heart of the matter, uh, man, guys, I really do think people, both parents can work and can do babysitting and be a fantastic family. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think that can work so well. However, my schedule was super weird. CIY working for a conference is weird. And, and I traveled a lot all year long. Then my wife started getting into real estate and that's weird schedules, right? That, that's mm. evenings and weekends. Yeah. My daughter, we have two now, but at the time my daughter, it was like scurrying to figure out where is she going to survive for the next day? Right. Uh, like we had babysitters, but our schedule was so weird that we were always scrambling to figure out where she's going to go. And it really felt like we were just dumping her places. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, like like safe and right. Don't child (laughs) services don't need to come. Right. 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 But it it just felt like, uh Oh, uh Oh, our family's an afterthought now. Mm -hmm. We're, We're, Oh no. We both just pursued our career so hard that our family is getting the leftovers. Mm hmm. And, uh, you don't have to quit your job to solve that. But for us, that's how it worked. That's how we decided to solve it. And so from then on, there was stress, there was fear. Uh, but from then on, like, that's the value. That's what we value. And so I can face fear or stress or chaos. If we both know the values we're upholding. And for us, it was, we want a parent to be around our kid and not make her have to scurry every morning to get dressed and go to mm-hmm. another person's house. So uh, that was our that was just our value. And it doesn't mean that we're more godly or more spiritual. That was for us and our family. And and so, uh, yeah, it's crazy, but but we're just upholding that value. And then in the midst of all of this, you adopted a child. <laughs> So let's, I yeah. just, isn't it great by the way, when people repeat back to you, your life choices, like when they like, <laughs> they, when they say it to you and you hear it and, and you're like, yeah. you're like, yeah, I did. We did do, we did do that. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So give me the time. The give us the time. T- yeah. Yeah. Here on your podcast, I'm realizing what my life is. <laughs> right. See? Isn't that great? Yeah. So, uh, give us the timeline for that. Cause this is also a reasonably recent, uh, occurrence and all of mm-hmm. that. Um, so yeah, yeah. So we started the adoption process well before I was even considering resigning from my job. Mm -hmm. That's a long process. And if anyone knows anything about adoption, it's long and it's tedious and it's, it's, it's just breeds insecurity Mm -hmm. and fear. And and so our, our first daughter, she's biological, but we always wanted to adopt a second child. Um, and so, that process drug out so long and we were told no so many times Mm -hmm. that, uh, Hey, there's a mom, there's a mom, uh, with a baby coming. Do you want to put your name in the hat? Our agency would ask us and we'd say yes. And we would be like, look at us. We are awesome. We are the best family. I know that for a fact. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and then about 20 times later we weren't chosen and it's hard to be like, no, we're still awesome. You know, you can't help but have some, Right. So it was just, we were in that holding pattern and, and it was just like no, no adoption sign. There'd be months I would go by without any bites, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're praying about this job thing because adoption isn't a reality to us guys. My last week in the office <laughs> on Tuesday, we got a phone call that a mom wanted to meet with us. This is Tuesday before the Friday I end my job. Oh man. Yes. And 
And so, so we, this has never happened before, never happened. So we say, yes, of course. So we drive across the the transition state, Missouri to (laughs) St. Louis. And uh, we meet with this lovely uh, young girl, lady who, who has had a baby. The baby is in interim care. And uh, we find out she's narrowed it down to us and another family. We drive home. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I'm sorry. Tuesday, we get the phone call. Thursday is when we meet with her. Friday is my last day. Oh, man. On Sunday, before I have started my first real week as a self-employed person, we get the call that she has chosen us. And so on the Monday of my first week as a self-employed person, I'm going to pick up my daughter. And, uh, uh, so, so I had a fall booked of speaking engagements. My wife was going full-time in real estate and we were suddenly figuring out you know, uh, <laughs> uh, maternity, and maternity and crazy stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's been insane. Man. And Taylor, I, I have to say, because I obviously, you know, once we met, I obviously had to Facebook stalk you and, and all of that good stuff. My favorite picture, of course. my favorite picture is you. I can barely say it. The first time you see her, when you, when you walk, when you guys walk in the room, like, like I, as a parent, I know like that look that it's the best, it's the best thing in the world. Oh, it's good. It is. It is. It is. It'll expand your theology. It'll expand your idea of what it means to be a dad. But like the whole other side of the story is we, went on vacation too. After my last day, we asked our agent or like our, our uh, adoption agent. We said, should we not go on vacation? She said, no, we always tell people don't change your plans. Cause she, you may not be chosen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we fly to Virginia to see my family. So we have to get from Virginia now without a car seat, without baby clothes to St. Louis to oh, pick up yes. our baby. Yes. So, so we're, we're hiring attorneys and changing flights and getting rental oh, cars man. and everything from Virginia. We get to St. Louis. We, we take a quick shower at my, at my brother and sister-in-law's house. Cause they live nearby. We go to this office with fluorescent lights and looks very corporate office and a lady comes in and says, Hey, I'm sorry guys. I just got to read this paperwork. And she reads a legal jargon at us. We sign our names and then she says, all right, let me see if she's here. Meaning my daughter. And, and, uh, and then my daughter is carried in and, and, and it's my daughter. Wow. <laughs> like, what, what am I doing? And my wife is standing, like yes. right and healthy. And and we're both looking for the first time at a little girl. And and and, and it's 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 bizarre, guys. It's crazy. Uh, I don't I don't know where to. Still, I don't know where, how to categorize it in yeah. my head. What's your what's your fa- what's your favorite thing about raising girls right now? Hmm. What a great question. So uh, there, there's some cliche things that are cliche for a reason, right? Because they're wonderful, right? Yeah. Like I, I get home and my little girl just yells daddy mm-hmm. and runs at me and jumps in my arms. Like I know, I know that sounds like a Hallmark channel guys. It's That's true, yeah, but it's, uh, like, yeah, it's so true. I know like so the, true. Here's the thing. our boys, our boys are, are like, Hey, what's up? Barely, uh, barely. <laughs> Our girls, our girls still run to us. Our yeah. little, at least our little. Yeah. I don't know if Ray, I don't know if eh, sometimes Reagan some yeah. sort, but the, our little ones. It's the it's the best thing in yeah. the world. Absolutely, it is the best thing in the world. And and um, it, it, it's the, my favorite thing is also like the scariest thing. But it's like I love that I am, and I'm terrified that I am setting a standard for her. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, that like the, if when she is talking, if I'm on my phone while she's talking to me, I've now set a standard for her. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if I don't laugh when she's trying to be silly, <laughs> I've set a standard for her. Yep. If I get angry at her real easily, I've set a standard for, her. you know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. But if I look her in the eye and I ask her to tell me more about that picture she's drawing, that makes no sense. Or, 
or say like, like I just say, you look so pretty in that dress yep. or say like, Hey, you know what? Even if you're not wearing that dress, you're still pretty. I'm setting standards for her mm-hmm. and it's terrifying. And my favorite thing. That's uh, awesome. Maybe because I'm a, a control freak and I want to set those standards, but, uh, that's, that's probably the, my favorite aspect of this whole dad to daughters thing. It's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Yeah, and it, it is. It's funny too because I've got uh, two boys and, and three girls, and it, it's just different. There's something different about the, the raising the girls. Like, I mean, there's yeah, just something mm. completely different. Yeah, it, it's uh, oh gosh, I'd imagine. Yeah, well, the for me, like uh, this morning here, I'll just is one of the simple thing. The hair, the hair, Taylor. Have you yeah, 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 have yeah. you figured out the hair, dude? Because I I'm not. Uh, I don't know what to do. I'm getting better at it. Uh, I'm not great at it. Uh, she, she tells me a lot like, ouch, <laughs> ripping, you're ripping hair out of my scalp. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm getting, I'm getting there though. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't have a daughter with straight hair either. She's got the no, wavy, wavy yeah. curly. And so something has to be done with it or she looks like, she well she just looks like her parents don't care about her if uh, a, little, so. a little bit like uh doc from back to the future yes, yes. <laughs> that's that's exactly doc brown here yes. that's exactly that's yes. exactly right that's exactly right so man taylor so you're okay so gosh you're still new you've you've made these decisions you've put some boundaries around you have uh, dedicated yourself in these ways to your family which is all all beautiful and yet you're, uh, you're just one of the most, I mean, just, you're one of the most inspiring speakers that I have, that I have heard in my, in my, uh, not so illustrious youth ministry career. And so what, what is it, uh, what is it about being a professional speaker that like gets you up in the morning? Yeah. So, so I love working with students. I love the church. I love uh, preaching to kids who are dealing with issues like anxiety or depression or uh, maybe some abuse. Uh, I love seeing them meet Jesus. But I read this, uh, uh, I read uh, George Mueller's biography. I don't know if you are familiar, familiar with George Mueller, but he basically started orphanages as we know them were George Mueller okay. uh, in, in like the 1800s in England where, where he was like, Hey, their children are mistreated in these factories. Uh, and, and he started orphanages, but he said, he's like, listen, I care about orphans, but that's not really why I'm starting an orphanage. I believe in God and I want the world to know that God is real. So I'm going to love orphans. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that order of things. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, I, what I'm trying to be, and I'm not always this, but what I'm trying to be is enthralled with Jesus. And, and so, so I love talking about Jesus and love talking about God. And, and sometimes that's the students with anxiety and depression. Sometimes that's with really stuffy old people in a church on Sunday morning. Um, sometimes that's a conference and sometimes that's like a group of 50 at a mm-hmm. campground. Um, and I'm, I'm, trying to make sure that's the reason I, lo- I love being a preacher is like, I want the world to know God's real. Cause I really love God. And Oh, and by the way, I have a heart for these people. Right. Yes. Uh, yes. Bonus. I'm trying to get that George, that George Mueller order of things. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I, and my, my sense of you as being a, a pretty, a pretty driven person in a lot of, in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Um, and not, a, not in a, not in a crazy lunatic unhealthy way, but, but there's a, there's a drive, there's a fire there. How, what, what keeps you, I mean, and I've just wondered this, this is kind of my own, like just strange curiosity is like, what keeps you going? What's, what are the goals in front of you? Because you've put certain boundaries in place where it's your, so your goal is not, Hey, I want to do 260 speaking gigs uh, this year. And how, mm-hmm. how, how do you go through the goal setting and visioning process for what you want to do? Because you're, it, it is your show. It's what you want to make. I mean, it's what you want to make it uh, as far mm-hmm. as what you're doing and where you're doing it. Um, what does mm-hmm. that process and goal setting and all that look like for you? So if you had asked me this eight years ago, it would be very different than now. Uh, 
um, if you'd ask me right out of college or even in my mid twenties or even in my, man, maybe even in my early thirties, uh, then maybe it would be very different, but God is doing a lot in me right now where, Sorry, sorry if I'm rambling to answer your question. Joel, no, no, I, I love this is conversational. I love all of it. It's wonderful. Okay. <laughs> Here's where I have to go with this is I, I spent probably the first three decades of my life developing talent. And I wanted to get my talent in front of as many people as possible, right? Like I, I developed my onstage persona and ability and the goal would have, was to get that brand out there. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. And now it's it's only in recent years shifting from that. Um, So you're asking me a question that I can't give you. You said, well, like my process, my whole process has been blown up man, Mm -hmm. uh, by by Jesus (laughs) and him, him going saying like, I don't know if I need you to set 10 goals about where you need to be. I think I need you to be faithful right in front of you. And, uh, I, I need you to not be on your phone with when you're, when your daughter's playing with Play-Doh in front of you. And then I need you to not put on your preacher voice when you get in front of this room of people, I need you just to be tailored and testify to my goodness. And, and so I, I, I think like that is where the vision yeah. is right now. I love, uh, I love everything about that to the core of my being, because I, like we don't need more rock stars. We need more faithful shepherds. I like, I, right. Yeah. I I just, I mean, and and I don't know. (laughs) And, and I would guys, I would be, I wouldn't be able to sleep tonight if I didn't say I want to be a rock star. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Saying all this Taylor really wants to be a rock star. That need, I need to confess that to you guys and your listeners and everybody. Yes, yeah. but Jesus is just like has his hand around my throat and is beating the tar out of me. <laughs> uh, it's like wrestling with God, right? Yes. Where he, yes. where he's saying like, "You are gonna hold me." Darn yeah. it. Yep. And, and uh, well, that's and kind of the and, phase I'm in. Yeah, and and this has been my this is my experience, and and I remember you know, and our stories intersect a lot in this way. When when I was young and starting to speak publicly to larger and larger groups of people, you know, it just got larger and larger, larger and larger groups of people. And it was going well, seemingly well. And everybody just wants to cheer you on in that. They see a young person who's got, who's got talent and ability can hold a room, all of that. You'll get pats on the back all day long. And it almost doesn't even matter what's happening in your soul. Like, like really doesn't, (laughs) you could be, you could be a complete phony as long as you can get up on that stage and, give, and bring it yeah, and yeah. bring it right. And well, and, and Joel, that, that is who I was in my twenties. Hmm. I, I was, I, I was a phony and I was doing some cool stuff and, yep. and I was still even doing Christian quote unquote stuff. Mm, right. Right. And so maybe that's where, why I'm, I'm at where I'm at now it is like, I just know how toxic it, it, it can all be, you know? So this is just uh, my, my, what I wonder as we're talking about this, I mean, we've seen a lot of, a lot of prominent preachers fail in a very public way over the last few years. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. do you think the thing we're talking about here now is, is a contributing factor to that? The, the, the celebrity, the the celebrity concept, the, um, maybe even, um, um, misunderstanding, I don't know okay. of what a, okay. of what a preacher is. So, so sorry, my, okay. my sorry. screen lagged for, no, you're fine, but, but I, I am hearing you. The celebrity is the celebrity, uh, culture contributing to the moral downfall yeah. of, of these like celebrities. Yeah. So, so I think it starts before they're celebrities. Um, because, because Joel, you were getting pats on the back before you know what i mean like right you i get it yep. yeah right affirmed for your talent before you were a celebrity and now look at you you're a massive celebrity <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> yep uh-huh <laughs> There's, there are three people la- laughing right now uh they're hearing this now. <laughs> that's how big yeah so, so, so it, it starts before i i think it's so deceptive that it's not that obvious. Mm-hmm. 
I think it goes back to what you were saying about my, my sermon on the Holy Spirit, which I even cringe saying my sermon on the Holy Spirit. Mm. It's not mine. But we are, as a church in America, we are uh, so consumed with models and attraction and numbers and, and growth patterns and the business of church that we have figured out how to do it without the Holy spirit. And we're getting a little bit tower of babblish. Mm-hmm. And I, man, I hope, I, I hope I don't sound preach today. Cause I love, yeah, I yeah. love the American. Yeah. Yes. And I've been under lights and sound systems and I have seen mega church and well, yes. and I've seen little church. I, I, this is not a critique of big church as a blanket statement. Sure, this is just as strong of a critique as little churches of a hundred people who are just dying to be the big church. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. like it, it doesn't matter what size you are. We are we are so strategized that we can do our jobs without the Holy Spirit doing any work through us, or the Holy Spirit's doing a work through us despite ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so my, my fab, the fabric of my being is decaying in sin mm-hmm. while I am able to show results as a minister. Um, so I, I, I think it starts before your celebrity. I think it's about a life pursuing the Holy spirit, uh, pursuing Jesus and receiving the Holy spirit. Yes. Yes. Yep. And, and that's, uh, I, I just wonder for, yeah, it's, it's, a. Uh, it seems like the more that the more people that you're in front of and you can, you can avoid, you can avoid a high degree of transformation and a high degree of, of accountability. Um, if you enter into that space of, of, of a, of a public persona and it's just, it's incredibly, it is incredibly dangerous. Mm -hmm. And it seems like what I've seen is just like, the 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 farther you climb up that ladder, the less likely you are to hear people tell you the truth about uh, yeah who you are or what yeah, you're it's doing. True. It's true, and and let me tell. I know, I know. I think we're getting close to the end of our time here, guys. Let me tell you this. I I've never told this story before, but I'm gonna follow this leading here. Um, uh, I, I I love my wife dearly. Love my kids dearly. But I, I told you all, I have, I, I have a temper. I mm-hmm. grew up with it from the day I remember I, I've had a temper and God's helped me with a lot of it. Right. Like, and, but I still have that old, that, that sin. Right. So my wife and I, the past year has been a journey of like really digging into our relationship, mm-hmm. really leaning in and man, that sounds nice and sweet until you're doing it. Sure. <laughs> and then you're like, Oh, we're really like learning stuff. Yep my wife talked about my anger and, and, and she said, you've never been abusive. You've never mm-hmm. been anything like that. But I do sometimes wonder what, and she said this in love. She built up to this. It was a godly moment, but she said, I wonder what people would think about you getting that angry who see you preach on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and that wrecked me, man. Like yeah. that's, that is, that is the epitome of what I don't want to be. And so that was a wake up call. Uh, and, and, and okay, I'm going to lean into spirit talking to me through my spouse and we're going to, we're going to be real. We're going to yeah. really love Jesus and yeah. do this thing. So yeah. anyway, um, um, thanks for letting me ramble. You I know you got, a, you, you got yeah. a good wife. Uh, it's a good wife that will tell you your poop stinks. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's, so good. It's a good thing, man. Yeah. That's a, so. that's a partnership. That's beautiful. Well, that's awesome. Podcast once a month, just kind of go through this therapy. Hundred percent, hundred percent. We have. Well, here's the deal. We have a few. uh, Yeah, we have a few. What we refer to as our few uh, reoccurring guests. We call our armchair. You know, our armchair Armchair experts. experts. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna add you to the list. Uh, And you actually, it'll be fun. You'll get to pick what you want to be the expert on. So it's just, (laughs) you know, it doesn't have to be factually based. You just. (laughs) I wish I was an expert on something. You're like, uh, hey, we're gonna bring in our. uh, uh, we could just say our expert on all things Joplin, Missouri, and uh, you know, and you'd be it, and you'd be it, yeah, right? Like, uh, I can do that. That's, I can that's, do that. That's beautiful. <laughs> well, hey, you know what we like to do uh, here at the end of each show because we can't let our guests off the hook without really putting them in the hot seat. So now it is time for. 
Now it's time for the Dudes and Dads Pop Quiz. Oh, oh yes, Pop Quiz. So these are questions that Taylor has no idea we're asking. Yep. And I'm going to go ahead and start, Joel. So you said you, you're, you're, a, you're a public speaker. And you, what's the craziest object that you've used in an object lesson before? Like on stage object. What have you used that's been crazy? On stage object? Yes. I use a tank of water. Uh, of oil and water that was, I think it was about 13 gallons, but we did not test it before the first time. <laughs> and the front, the front panel of this fiberglass tank popped off and 13 gallons of oil and water went oh. all over the stage oh, no. and went down onto the floor. And there was a gasp in the audience and, and uh, it was not good uh it was very bad uh, and it was all my genius idea that absolutely totally wrong absolutely yeah uh let's see here next up taylor um where did you you and your wife go on your first date first date was to a restaurant here in Joplin oh. uh called uh, called crabbies but it's actually really good seafood <laughs> uh, don't 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 go there don't go there it's great <laughs> <laughs> I, I was dreading saying the name of the restaurant, but then after that, we went, we were like, let's go on a walk. And we walked main street Joplin. And this is when I realized I really lived in Joplin. There was a semi truck exhibit show happening <laughs> up and down main street. So my, my, this girl that I'm talking to, we walked up and down main street looking at semi trucks, uh, holding hands for the first time ever Ooh. looking at semi trucks. Wow. And, uh, I didn't know who I was anymore. Wow. Yeah, really. <laughs> That's, weird. That's awesome. All right. So if you had your own talk show, who would your first guest be? Tom Hanks. All right. Uh, and, then he, and then he would be my only guest. <laughs> yeah. I would just talk to Tom Hanks all the time. <laughs> I, I love Tom Hanks. So. Uh, favorite. Oh, we haven't mentioned this, but I think I know what the answer is, but, uh, your your hobby what favorite like favorite hobby yeah so so uh when my, when you're introing me you're talking about improv but yeah. i'm doing improv comedy here's what's weird this nice little midwest city joplin actually has people show up to improv shows and so we do we do these these shows here in joplin that are a ton of fun and make you really uncomfortable and out and and scared and it's fun i mean the audience i don't think is uncomfortable and scared i am <laughs> yes <laughs> yes uh so so yeah and then i'm getting into cooking i'm trying i my goal is to be a really good cook in the next couple of years what someone uh, to so follow up what, what would you say is your like is do you have like a, a go-to star dish that you feel like you're, you've dialed in yet i don't know if i've dialed anything in yet but the last one i made that i was proud of was a flank steak uh spinach on top of that uh, roasted red peppers, uh, Parmesan cheese, rolled that up, tied it with some cooking twine, put that in the oven yep. and let it, let it, let it cook in there Ooh, with some yeah. carrots, yes. butter and cinnamon. That and sounds, it was all in just one, one sheet pan came out and we just devoured it. I'm, I'm, it I'm sounds feeling amazing. It. I'm yeah. feeling it. It would, it would, if nothing else, make a solid Instagram photo. Cause it, <laughs> when you, when you're tying meat up, Pete, like that's, that's next level. It, you're going it, places. You know what? It's, it's like I, I am a cowboy That's right. and tying up this pre-butchered. I'm a real man. Animal. I'm a real I, man. I'm using this all-natural cooking twine right. like a chain. <laughs> all right. And so my my last question is: If you had one extra hour of free time a day, how would you use it? I would try to start. I I would try to write more. I, I want to write. I want to write fiction actually. And I would try to write a novel, but that's also assuming that I have an hour of free time and self-discipline. Uh, <laughs> right. You did not say that was part of it. <laughs> True. Uh, so that, that if I was also disciplined, that's what I would do. Gotcha. Let's see here. Um, for my final question, uh, I feel like Andy is really prepared on these. Like it looks like Andy's reading. I might be. Like, he is because Andy, here's the deal. Like making them up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a, I have a mental list that I 
revisit. Andy went all out this time, well, and he he's introducing new questions. I normally do have the same things, and I'm like, I need to do something new this time. Yeah, so yeah, Andy is showing me up because he's yeah. It's fun watching you both. It, like the body language is very different. <laughs> what am I? What am I asking? Um. Uh. Yeah. That's. That's it's a really good observation, by the way. Uh, so, <laughs> um, if you were, uh, well, so you sort of said Tom Hanks. I was gonna, I was gonna say, um, oh, if you were, oh, if you were to write a biography on somebody, who oh, would it be? Man. And you can't say you were just gonna say no, no to Jesus. That the Bible's already there. Uh, sure. So, you, 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 <laughs> I'm. Just, I, I, I would probably be like in a long list of other, like everyone would want to do this. This is not that cool. What I'm about to say, but Paul McCartney. Ooh. Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that's like, like the celebrities celebrity. Right. But he's my favorite artist of all time. Like he's like the working man's artist. He just goes in and keeps on writing music till he's in his seventies. Beautiful. I love right. I agree. He's my favorite. Paul McCartney was, has been uh, close to my favorite uh, carpool karaoke with James Corden uh, because they went, Paul went and visited all those yeah. like historical places that yeah. made the Beatles. Oh, I'm like, oh my gosh. And then he does the show in that pub yes. or whatever. Yes. And people are bawling their eyes out yes. because they went to have a drink and then Paul freaking <laughs> McCartney <laughs> shows up and does a show. Oh, Awesome. Uh, so good. Oh, that's so good. That's so yeah, good. Yeah. Well, Taylor, congratulations. You have successfully completed the dudes and dads pop quiz. Uh, well done. Well done. I Thank know you. it was, it was, you were, you were really, it was a nail biter. It was a nail biter. Yeah. Yeah. I want to thank my mom. Yes. <laughs> It's beautiful, beautiful. Hey, Taylor, tell us, um, because I, I want everybody just to book the crap out of you, uh, for for speaking gigs because uh, I just I just believe in I believe in what you're doing. And I want to I want to support you in whatever way we can. And I should say, here's the deal: I already tried to get Taylor, and he was he was booked out for our 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 summer conference already. He's he's past that date, and. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there was a sadness, a sadness that came over me. It was, uh, it was a sadness for me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's, it just, it's a testament to the fact that he's got a lot going on. But we, we do want to know where, where can people find you on the interwebs and on the social medias and all that good stuff? Where, where can we find you? Sure. Uh, Taylor Brown speaks is everything. So taylorbrownspeaks.com or you can follow me on Instagram. If you want to see pictures of me just being a dad, it's my Instagram. Yep. Yes. I just saw that interesting, but there I am. And then, uh, uh, the website Taylor Brown speaks has YouTube videos and, and, uh, uh, it'll, if you go to like the contact form submission, yep. that actually goes to me. It's not like okay. some college kid that I'm paying to that goes on to my phone Brock. Uh, because I'm Brock. <laughs> what it goes to brand? I don't know. Um, I don't know why every college student like bro is Brock to me. That's the name that I have picked or Blake. It's Brock or Blake Blake. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yes, yeah. uh, it goes yeah, to you. I got, I got, I got Keith over there answering questions. Right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So it'll, it'll come straight to my phone and, and I'd love to talk to you. Beautiful. Well, awesome. one, one way or the other, Taylor, I'm committed to having you, uh, you're going to do some, you're going to do something for me at some, at some time you're, I'm going to, I'm going to put some uh, leaders in front of you and have you, uh, preach to them. Cause man, uh, we've just, uh, yeah, we, we appreciate you more than we can even fully express. Uh, and we're just, yeah, I'm, I feel like the Lord, the Lord has brought us together. My friend, it's been a good thing. And, so, and as we, and what, sorry, what everybody doesn't realize is you and I stayed up to one thirty. That's right. Just we had a literal fireside chat. We <laughs> you know, I, it's I like it's your spirits here. Yeah. And I was responsible with the youth and went to bed. Yeah. I'm I old said, though too. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Andy was being Andy the responsible was one. Actually, like actually pastoring people. that's right that's right <laughs> or Me- sleeping yeah i've been sleeping <laughs> meanwhile i'm like hey let's go up to the lodge and uh yeah talk until the wee hours of the morning and uh man i look forward to future <laughs> conversations like that 100 percent. so taylor you've you've just been a joy we appreciate you coming on the show thanks man and uh let's uh we'll, we'll do this again for sure so man thank you guys love what you guys are doing this is this is good stuff uh 
listened to some of your past episodes and was excited to hear what was brewing this week. And yes, yeah, you are, yes. You are awesome. And now, <laughs> and now you'll have the opportunity when this releases to do the thing that makes Andy and I terribly uncomfortable is to hear our own voices. Uh, that, yep. uh, <laughs> I probably won't listen to it. Yeah, probably, probably just, probably just going to tuck that away. <laughs> tuck that away. <laughs> I repost it. And, yeah. Uh, not yeah. Listen. And never listen. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Hey brother, love you so much. Uh, thank you. And yes. thank you. Uh, family for uh, letting you have some time with us thank you guys peace thanks for hanging out with us tonight uh, listening to the dudes and dads podcast if you've got feedback about this episode send us an email dudes and dads podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on our voicemail line at 574-213-8702 make sure joel that you like and subscribe everything we do on all social all the things everything we're on all the platforms so get out there like and share that's how you can help us get out to other people and until next time friends grace Grace and and peace. peace